Welcome to Baiyan, a podcast about the intersection between American and Taiwanese culture. My name is Joe. With me, I have Jack and Anna. Welcome, you guys. Hello. Hello. So we came up with the idea for this podcast and the name Baiyan. Uh, explain to me, what does Baiyan mean? In Mandarin, we we will call it uh, rolling the eyes. Like means uh, when you want to like sarcastic something or you are unagree un- with some message, we will say baiye. Ah, so, so rolling your eyes. Yes. And it means the white of your eyes, right? Yes. Because that's what you can see when your eyes are rolling up in your head, right? Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's a perfect name. Welcome. Yeah. And so I know there's also a character, uh, Anna, that you like from Naruto, right? Yes. Tell me about this character. Okay, so in uh, the Naruto, they will say Byakukan. Mm-hmm. It also means and uh, the ability is they have the nearly 360 field of the vision around yourself. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, so we name it as our the broadcast because we want to use not the single view of our eye, the Taiwanese eye to view Taiwan. Also, uh, we want like a foreigner or some other peoples can give us some uh, viewpoint. Uh, what they see about Taiwan. Awesome. Mm. Well, I know almost nothing about Taiwan. So for me, <laughs> it's going to be a learning experience. Mm. Um, that's my main goal with this podcast is just to learn more about Taiwan. I don't have strong opinions or much knowledge about it, but I, I'm very interested in it and open to learning about it. And I hope to do that with you guys. So thank you. I, I like the Baia more. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is a sarcastic person. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He so really likes to like criticize something. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. You need both sides, right? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He's coming from rolling his eyes and you're coming from 360 degrees of vision, <laughs> right? Perfect combination. <laughs> All right. So uh, why don't you do a quick introduction? Tell me just a little bit about yourself. Um, Jack, why don't you go first? Uh, yes, I'm Jack and I'm from Taiwan and I'm a... Uh, Boring engineer, semiconductor <laughs> engineer. Yeah. So I, I care the maybe the uh, technical part more and mm. also the number part mm-hmm. more. Yeah. So analytical thinker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, but boring semiconductor. <laughs> <laughs> and you? Yeah. Uh, everybody, I'm Anna, and I'm also a semiconductor engineer, and currently staying in Japan. Perfect. <laughs> And my name's Joe. Uh, I'm an English teacher, also living in Japan. And uh, yeah, like I said, I don't have a lot of knowledge about Taiwan, but having met you guys, I got interested in your country and your culture. So I have a lot of questions, and hopefully you guys can answer some of them. Uh, my first question is just in general about your perception of Americans. What sorts of ideas and images do you have about Americans? What sort of stereotypes do you have Um when you first met me, what, what did you assume about me? This is stereotype. Of course, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry, I'm not going to take offense. We think uh, American people are rich. Oh, well, yeah. that's good. And having a big car. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Living in a big house. Uh, spend big money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Drink a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's new. Mm, that's, that's, maybe. Yeah, that's maybe. Oh. <laughs> Wonderful. So when it comes to those stereotypes, you know, it's difficult to pigeonhole Americans because America is such a broad and diverse country. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that is most important to understand about the U.S. is it's a huge country. 
And we have lots of different cultures inside of our borders. If you go to the southwestern region or the coast or the Midwest, you can feel like you're in a different country in some ways culturally. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, some things do apply to us in general. There are things we have in common as Americans. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to being rich, obviously, you know, again, a lot of variety. There are very rich people in the States. Mm -hmm. And probably abroad, these are the people you tend to meet more often because they have the money and the opportunity to travel to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, we have huge income inequality in the United States. So there's lots of people who are living in poverty in the U.S. So, yeah, um, yeah so I, I think true in some ways and then again, not true in others. Besides this stereotype, uh, actually many Taiwanese people like uh, loving to go to United States hmm. because we think the most important things almost happen in United States. Ah. So, so many like uh, college students or master degree, they will go to United States uh, state to get their master degree or PhD degree because that means more opportunity mm. and also the top ranking tier one company in, always in United States mm. so that's why why many of our uh, like classmates or mm. colleagues they love to go to United States oh wonderful yeah wow. because I I think uh, for Taiwan the top one university actually the universe ranking is maybe as around. 100. Oh. And by the way, we love ranking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like some people is very uh, smart and yeah. they mm. want to pursue their like the higher degree then they will. I think the first top choice is American mm. uh, because you have lots of like good school there and pr can provide very education system or something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, those are all wonderful images. I'm, I'm glad if people have that image of the U.S. And but, <laughs> but at the same time, uh. Uh, the Taiwan's news uh, uh, also like report many like protests, like the uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm. Uh, oh. With all the respect, you have uh, many like crazy uh, <laughs> previous president. <laughs> uh -huh. So uh, we think United States is a very... Colorful, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Colorful country. Yeah. It, it's true, you know that that comes with being such a, a large and diverse country is that you have lots of different cultures mm. all meeting in one place. Yes. You know, so as in Taiwan, generally, you know, what percentage of people there uh, come from the same background? Would you say? Like I know in in China, for example, mainland China, ninety one percent of their population is Han Chinese. Are uh, you are talking about uh, the rest? Uh, yeah, or oh. just culture? Yeah. I don't know the number, I think 80 to 90. Mm, yeah, so, said, yeah. you know, compared to the U.S., it, it's, you know, U.S. is extremely diverse. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so colorful is a good description of the U.S. And yeah. definitely, you know, we do have uh, social issues um, that people, you know, campaign about and we have protests for. But, you know, from the U.S. perspective, we look at this as a positive thing in some ways. Mm -hmm. It's not good that we have issues that you need to protest about, but it's, good that people have the freedom to do so and that people have the will to do so. Yeah. Um, a, a, a functioning, healthy democracy should have lots of dissent. Um, that's how things move forward from our perspective. So I think it can also be a, a part of pride in the U.S. that, you know, that we have these issues being discussed and debated in public. Um, not always done in the best way, but you know, in substance, it, it can be a positive thing. So it's interesting to hear hear your guys' uh, yeah. perceptions about all that. And also, I think United States is very attractive to immigrations. 
like like you mentioned, uh, mm. China and Taiwan, or mm. maybe even Japan, we are like high ratio of sand rest, mm-hmm. and and so so we don't have so many immigration. Mm. So that's why maybe our countries will uh, edge very mm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. like like Japan now. I, I think the average average age is like I don't know. Yeah, there's a famous statistic that they sold more adult diapers than children's diapers uh, oh. each year in Japan. You know, mm. so yeah. Um, Japan is a country that's going to need immigration in the future. And that's another thing, another hallmark of American culture is immigration. Mm. You know, And if you look at great empires throughout history, like the Romans, mm. other empires, the ones that were strongest were those that welcomed outsiders and added their strength to their own. Yes. And the fact that you know, people want to move to the United States for opportunity and they bring all their skills and their knowledge and their experiences with them, it's another thing that we consider a great strength of the country. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Bonus population bonus can always layer. Yeah, yeah, and and not just from pure population, but also uh, from the strengths that those people bring with them. You know, people who coming who want to work hard, who have a lot of positive things to contribute. Um, it's a wonderful thing, and the United States system of education is definitely a big part of that. You know, we have a lot of people coming and learning and contributing and sharing their skills. Um, we were talking about our perceptions of each other's culture. Mm. You know, in the United States, Asian students are a common sight at every university. And the perception in general is that they are extremely serious students, very hardworking. Um, (laughs) Even, yeah, even some universities I know, they have goals for diversity. So they want to have a variety of students. And there was a bit of a issue in the news where people were losing points for being from a certain culture and one of those cultures was people from Asian culture because there are so many uh, high-achieving students that come over from Asia to the U.S. Mm-hmm. that uh, universities were like, okay, we're looking for people from somewhere else. You know, we need, we need more diversity. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So this is another, another stereotype or another perception of, mm. of Asia in general is the Asian student is a famous stereotype in the United States. So it's a positive thing, I think. Mm. Hardworking and serious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what what is the goal of this podcast? Why did you guys want to start this podcast? Uh, or maybe we should uh, ask some uh, your your viewpoint. Oh, sure. Of uh, Asia culture or yeah. Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How what's your image of Asia or Taiwan? Yeah. So Asia in general, you know, it's such a big place. It would be hard to have any any viewpoint for all of Asia. But when it comes to Taiwan specifically, growing up, we didn't know much about Taiwan at all. The only thing we know about Taiwan is that when we purchase something at the store and we turn it upside down, there's a little sticker on the bottom of it that says made in Taiwan. Mm. And this sticker was everywhere. Most people don't know where Taiwan is. They don't know anything about it, but they know that everything they buy is made there. Yeah, you, you need Whoa. to be honest. Uh-huh. What does this label mean? Lower quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> some people would say that, but um, you know, as time has gone along, the quality has come up. You know, mm. so I, I don't think that's you know these days something. But in the past, that was always the complaint in America, and part of how American businesses that felt threatened mm. by the rise of manufacturing in Asia mm. would always claim is that you know anything. If, if it says made in USA, that means it's going to be quality. You know, these days, sometimes true, sometimes not. But this was most people in America's first and sometimes only introduction to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. These little stickers mm-hmm. on the bottom of everything they buy, you know. Uh, so American like see this 
uh, label many times, but they still don't know where Taiwan is. Exactly. Yeah, they know that everything they they think China somewhere. Do they know is is it in Asia? Yes, that much probably. Yes,、uh, they do know、okay. it's in Asia, but that's probably all. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's another part of American culture is we're not always the most knowledgeable about、mm-hmm. other countries.、Mm-hmm. Of course, case by case, it varies, but I, I think it's changing as time goes along. But a lot of Americans can be very American centric. They know their country, their own culture, but you know, we don't need to learn a foreign language in the U.S. Yeah. So much in the past,、mm-hmm. so people are less involved in other cultures. So, yeah, that's one thing we're gonna revisit is that knowledge of other cultures. And even myself, like I said, I know very little about Taiwan,、mm-hmm. but you know, I'm willing to learn. So hopefully, you guys will teach me.、Um, and sorry, another、oh, question: Why a <laughs> why a Caucasian will have interest of Asian culture? Oh well, in general. Um, interest in Asian culture. The most popular thing I would say is manga. Yeah.、Uh, Japanese comics and art style、mm-hmm. has really become popular in the United States, and for a lot of people, that's their gateway into、mm-hmm. Asian culture. It's what gets them interested, and then they go on to learn more.、Um, but I think that single-handedly has been one of the most important pieces of culture in introducing Asia to Westerners.、Um, Besides that, you know, as Americans, our country has such a short history.、Mm-hmm. I think we're fascinated by ancient cultures.、Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, America's only been around for a couple hundred years. So for us, the idea of having a linear culture that goes back thousands of years—it's fascinating,、mm-hmm. and we love to learn about other cultures and their own history because our own history is so short. So I think sometimes that's the the interest, and then you know,、uh, manga. Yeah, that's yeah. that's number one.、It、has to be thanks to Japan. Japan, <laughs> right? Thank you, Japan.、Uh, so, of course, when I was young, it was just these little Taiwanese, you know, made in Taiwan stickers on the bottom of everything we buy.、Yes. But of course, as I've gotten older, I've learned more about the、uh, global position of Taiwan, and of course, I'm aware of our government's relationship with Taiwan, and then that opens a whole history up of the country.、Mm. And there's one.、Uh, One source in particular where I learned almost everything I know about Taiwan and China, and that is a Greater Courses series audio book called the, "The Fall and Rise of China." It's by Richard Baum, who is who was an American expert on China and Chinese history, and it's one of the best audio content, one of the best pieces of audio content I've ever listened to. He's an incredible professor, and he basically explains the entire history. Of the Communist Revolution in China up to modern day,、um, and he's somebody who really loves China and Chinese culture. He loves it so much, just like a parent. He wants to, you know, he wants to criticize it when he thinks it needs it, and he wants to express his love and his hope for the future of that country. And you know, listening to that audio book was an incredible experience for me. It taught me so much about a place I didn't know much about, and really got me interested in learning more about, you know, Taiwan and China. Uh, so yeah, I credit that book with most of my knowledge. The very small amount of knowledge I have about that part of the world all comes from、uh, Richard Baum. So unfortunately, he's passed.、Uh, rest in peace, Richard Baum. But I want to thank him for all the knowledge and insight he gave me into a very interesting part of the world.、Um, when it comes to reason for starting the podcast, what is most Taiwanese people's interest in American culture? You mentioned the desire for education,、yeah. but beyond that. Where is the where is the interest in the United States come from? I think from entertainment, like、uh, the Hollywood movie that、mm. like、we watch 
from our childhood. Mm. Yeah, and Disney and mm. uh, all the music, all the pop music. And I think when I was young, I think the like the Hollywood and the Disney's world is totally different from my childhood.、Mm. So I think maybe that there is a wonderland there,、yeah. kind of like this image. Yeah, there are、yeah. prince and princess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that the、uh, uh, Hollywood industry is kind of one of the best diplomats for American culture. And it's one of the industries that is the most developed in the U.S. You know, even though manufacturing、mm. and a lot of other industries have kind of declined in the U.S., entertainment has just become bigger and bigger and bigger. And yeah, it's kind of our calling card to the world, or has been in the past. So that, that's interesting to hear. And when we was young, like our parents will told us, like if you can go to study in America, then like you will become success. Mm, mm. <laughs> like they give us this kind of image.、Mm. Uh, Yeah, the the land of opportunity、oh. is what we would often call it,、mm. and that that has been a really important piece of United States for the past you know I don't know seventy years post World War II and even before that,、um, that it's a place that people could come and if they want to work hard and you know they can they can achieve their dreams. That's always been the American ideal. Whether or not it's true,、uh, <laughs> you know that that's up for debate. But、uh, yeah, it's an important part of our culture, and and I love that people have that perception and have that idea.、Mm, but do you feel stressful? Like if someone I、like, come to my country and says he want to or she want to pursue her dream here. Do you feel stressful? Not like, at all. Not at all. I think it's wonderful. Please <laughs> come. It, like I said, that's one of the strengths of the U.S. is、um. it's how international it is, how many different cultures we have, and the fact that talented, driven people would want to come to the U.S. to bring their skills and talents、mm. and add it.、Uh, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about my country. So no, I.、Mm. Of course, not everyone feels that way, you know,、yeah. uh, but uh, a lot of us do, and I certainly do. So yeah, I, I feel the opposite. I feel. Very hopeful and positive when it comes to that, and I hope America continues to provide opportunities that make people want to come there.、Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When you was young, so、mm. when you see Hollywood or Disney's the animation or the movie, do do you think there there is Wonderland there as well, or how how do you think about that?、Mm. Well, my my own perspective on it. It it doesn't hold any special sentimentality for me.、Mm. That kind of stuff, yeah. For me, it's it's just make believe. There's nothing real to it. There's not a lot of substance.、Um, there certainly have been movies that I've loved and captured my imagination, but I don't have that relationship with it where I have special connection to these movies and images. For me, they're just you know pieces of culture. So、mm. yeah, I had a different experience.、Mm. Yeah. How about you, Jack?、Uh, yeah, I, I want to say. Are you talking about、uh, Disney? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or, <laughs> or any, any, any American yeah, movie yeah, or Hollywood、uh, production. I will say that、uh, besides the the entertainment, also the economic is very. I think it's weirdly strong、mm. <laughs> for United States.、Mm-hmm. Like like you said, you only have like four hundred years. Yeah, less than three hundred. Less than three hundred. So seventeen eighty seven. Yeah. Seventeen seventy seven. Yeah, but. But it's almost like same in same with Taiwan, yeah. Like the,、oh, okay. Taiwan only have like four hundred years history,、mm-hmm. like and the first history maybe made by the Chinese people and the、uh, Japan's pirates and the European adventure. But the you you can see how struggle Taiwan climbed up in this past like three hundred 
300 to 400 years. Mm. But the economic is like normal. Uh, it's quite good in recent decades, but uh, in the past like hundreds of years, our economic is like social. Like mm. there's no economic here actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the United States is keep this kind of strength, mm. economic strength, like mm-hmm. maybe already 200 years. Yeah, so 1776 was the year that uh, U.S. Oh. gained independence from England. Yes. And it's interesting that you, you mentioned how young a country Taiwan is. That's mm. true. I didn't think about it that way. Mm. When I think of Taiwan, I think of you know China, which was the source of a lot of its culture before. Mm. But you're right. It's a young country, much yes. like the United States. Yes. Uh, the geographic situation in the U.S. is a big part of its economic success. Mm. I mean, the U.S. has incredible deep water ports. And many of them. So from down, you know, on the southern coast of the U.S. in the Gulf of Mexico and then over to the east coast, we have giant rivers, the Mississippi and the Missouri, that help us and have helped us historically move goods throughout our country. Mm -hmm. And they empty into deep water ports all up and down the coast. And on top of that abundant supply of fertile soil and all sorts of minerals, I mean, the U.S. geographically is gifted. And that's the source, I think, of a lot of our economic success. Um, what intrigues me about Taiwan's economic success is you guys don't have any of those advantages. It's a <laughs> tiny little island yes. in the middle of the ocean, and yet it's one of the success stories of Asia. Mm-hmm. So from your perspective, what's the reason for that? How, what, is, what is the cause of Taiwan's success? I won't call ourselves success. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, our, our economic most from the, uh, maybe after 19... 19- 70 to 1980s mm-hmm. because all the industry from uh, European and United States want to outsourcing to mm-hmm. Asia to because we can provide cheap uh, labor. Mm-hmm. So so that's why we start to doing this. So we start to do the yeah, making ah, the clothes. textile manufacturing. Yes, mm-hmm. and making the toys mm. and making the cheap product mm-hmm. and sell to uh, Western world. Mm-hmm. And then and then after that uh, we start to doing high-tech uh, industry but this high-tech also come from united states mm. because united states want to focusing on a uh, cheap design mm. so we we are saying okay we can do the manufacture parts mm. yeah so we keep doing these kind of things and sell the products to all over the world mm. yeah so that's i think it's difficult to conclude mm. but uh, i think maybe come from taiwanese are very diligent Mm. Uh, diligent mm. and uh, also we choose some right, or right love direction. money mm-hmm. <laughs> love money I think all uh, culture do oh okay some more than some more than others maybe yeah knows? some more yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you from an outside uh, that's interesting to hear about the, the story of, of Taiwan's economic success and you know you can call it a success it mm-hmm. definitely is and from an outsider's perspective when I look at Taiwan and I try to Imagine, you know, what's been the cause of its success. Things I've learned from you mm-hmm. answer that question for me. So you did tell me that Taiwanese people love money. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> especially if you use it for good things like taking uh, care of your family and improving mm. your country. Um, you know, money is a tool. It's all in how you use it. Yes. But beyond that, you also told me that Taiwanese people are very hardworking mm. and they're very competitive, mm. you know, and competition has been shown historically to be an important ingredient in economic success. Um, when it comes to the great debate between communism and you know, at least old, old school communism and capitalism, the main problem is one of motivation. How do you motivate people to work hard? And the opportunity to earn more for themselves and their communities and their families seems to be the answer to that. It's not a perfect system, 
but uh, it seems to be what works historically mm -hmm. that people who have that motivation really uh, end up being more successful than they otherwise would be if they're just working for you know the same the same common good that everyone else is so mm -hmm. i i think it's that love of competition uh love of money uh desire <laughs> to you know improve themselves i think that probably is a big piece of you know the strengths that taiwan has and why they've been successful economically yeah. I will say it's uh, also part of the luck mm. because, uh, as you might know, the historical uh, Taiwan has uh, many co colonized uh, regime mm. like uh, Japan mm -hmm. and also before Japan it was China, mm. and so our central government always at overseas. Mm. For us, it's overseas mm. like mainland China or mainland Japan, but uh, after like. 1949, mm. the uh, KMT government like evacuate from China mainland to Taiwan. Mm. So at that time, from that year, our central government become like in the island. Mm. We don't need to report to other overseas mm. central government. That's that's also makes Taiwanese people like suffer a lot politically. Mm. And also we need to our our grandma they, they learn uh, Japanese mm -hmm. when they were child mm. and our parents they speak uh, Taiwanese or Minghua. Yeah, it's a dialect of China mm -hmm. and uh, they need to relearn to Mandarin. Mm. So that's make makes us suffer. But at the same time we start to have the independent mm -hmm. like physically independent. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, after that we can start to, you know, reform our uh, government and reform our economic. So in I think in this or three or four decades. Yeah, maybe from 1980s, we start to have success on our economic. Mm. And also in 90s, uh, we start to have success on the democracy reform. Mm. And uh, after that, yeah, we start growing and growing. And so have a little bit achievement mm -hmm, recently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, that's a good explanation, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so we'll move from that into recent news. So what's what's going on in Taiwan? What's new? Uh, we pick up yes, two, news. two news. Okay, great. Okay. The first one is about money. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. The, the headline is uh, Taiwan is likely to post the highest GDP per capita in the East Asia, uh, beating South Korea. That is our biggest com competition. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, Ourselves think. Uh -huh. yeah, I uh, think so. Korean South Koreans like they don't uh, they don't they don't think they don't so. See they don't us. think so. They they see us. See us. Maybe as a friend, I think. Uh -huh. Yeah. No, no, no. I think their biggest competition maybe Japan. Uh -huh. Yeah. But for us, our biggest competition is South Korea. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're inserting yourself into the competition. Yeah, there's a chance, oh. you know. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, oh my okay. god. And yeah. uh, and the number. Uh, the number that IMF estimate is uh, Taiwan will be 35,000 this year mm -hmm. and uh, Korea will be 33 mm -hmm. and Japan will be 34. Wow. Yeah, I think that's because the, you know, Japan's yen and Korea's uh, money mm -hmm. decreasing. Mm -hmm. Taiwan also decreasing, but uh, not so much. So mm -hmm. I think it's a big news in Taiwan because uh, Taiwanese people love this kind of news oh really it's we call it uh the views password ah. if you're talking about you know this kind of good news uh -huh, you uh -huh. will have views <laughs> <laughs> yeah people like positive news which i think is great sometimes news can be very negative mm. I, I don't watch news channels in the u.s because 
it, it seems like you're getting the bad news of 8 billion people. They take all the worst things that are happening in the world and they report on them because a lot of people are drawn to negativity. But I think it's wonderful to celebrate successes. Congratulations, Taiwan. <laughs> um, one of the first thing that comes to mind is it's per capita, right? Mm. Yeah. Oh. So what is the population of Taiwan? Do you know? Uh, 24 million. 24 million. Okay. Mm. So yeah, it, it speaks well of a, of a good quality of life and of a good quality of economy mm -hmm. um the thing to keep in mind is it's per capita so you know being a relatively small country it's an enormous achievement but of course when you when you compare it to south korea or japan um japan's current population is 125 million oh uh, yes, yes yeah yes. so you oh. know it's about five times the the population of exactly, taiwan so in exactly. terms of scope and size of mm -hmm. economy of course you know japan's a much bigger country mm -hmm. but in terms of quality over uh, quantity this is huge news for Taiwan, so congratulations. <laughs> but I think, I, I believe the, uh, this number, uh, maybe 60% come from semiconductor. Right. So we, uh. are, we are so focusing on semiconductor. Mm -hmm. So uh, actually, our, our, our students in college, we don't have much choice. Mm. Like uh, if you want to earn okay money, you need to go to semiconductor. Mm -hmm. Other industry are relatively weak mm. like uh, for example japan maybe you can choose go to car industry mm -hmm. or maybe the train to mm. making the train or making the airplane mm. but for taiwan if you want to get okay money mm -hmm. you probably need to go to a semiconductor right and what that means is that taiwan has a less diverse economy than yes. some other countries which yes. means all your eggs are in one basket yeah. and that basket is the semiconductor basket mm -hmm. so it's both the strength and maybe the challenge of taiwan yes. is that this industry that has helped catapult them to a fantastic economic situation is also the hope that everyone is riding on right you, mm -hmm. you don't have as many options and if in the future something happens in industry then Taiwan will have to diversify. Um, but yes. semiconductors are how most Americans have become aware of Taiwan. Yeah. Until the, the, the breakdown during the um, COVID mm -hmm. of the supply chain of semiconductors yes. is, the first, is when Americans started taking notice of Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Like, wait, why can't I buy a car? <laughs> we don't have semiconductors. What is a semiconductor? <laughs> they come from where? Th this is the beginning of Americans' awareness, you know, broad awareness of Taiwan. Until this happened... As I told you, a lot of people couldn't find it on a map. Mm -hmm. um, but as, as soon as the supply chain breaks down, then all of a sudden people realize how critical semiconductors are to so many aspects of our modern technology. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. And also there are some interesting news because our biggest uh, semiconductor company called TSMC. Mm -hmm. And TSMC like, uh, will have a fab in Japan and also a fab in America. Mm. And uh, the company culture the working culture is so harsh mm. yeah oh yes uh, we emphasize the discipline yeah i think for japan discipline may be okay mm. but uh, for united states <laughs> there are so many you know uh posts that uh that the local uh, young people and uh, uh training in tsmc they complain so much about the culture mm. they complain like you are the top ranking company how come you work like this way mm. <laughs> i think this is a big a big gap between yeah. western and eastern culture is yes. work ethic expectations of mm. working conditions mm. and also it's something that happens as countries develop a lot of times as you get a large middle class mm. they begin to demand more workers rights um, yes. it's something that i think we've seen happen on mainland china as mm. people earn more money get access to more education they start to want more for themselves and they start to 
want, you know, a better quality of life, maybe more work-life balance. But uh, yeah, this is a big clash of culture between the U.S. and Taiwan for sure. Mm. Uh, how, how many hours is a normal work day in Taiwan? For semiconductor, maybe on the, on the table, on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the table, eight hours per day. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. that's yeah. a normal work day in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, but, but under table, maybe fourteen hours per day. <sighs> yeah, in the most tough time yeah. in my career. Wow. Yeah, fourteen. Uh, I I really don't have life when mm -hmm. I work in Taiwan mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. as a engineer. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And and do you think that it's a good system? Do you think it's productive to have people working so many hours? Do you think it's part of the success of Taiwan? Is yeah, the, the, I, I would say so. I think, think so? The, the the success come from this kind of culture, mm. Mm. and at least by the result, it mm -hmm, works. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the productivity, mm. yeah, I think this this long of working hour will make the Uh, efficiency decrease of course but uh, in the culture in the working culture we care more of the output mm. so the process maybe maybe not so important maybe many engineer likes uh, working like uh, like very long time but uh, they care about the output and the results only. Mm -hmm. yeah so compared to the capital expense the tool is very expensive mm. but yeah. engineer is relatively cheap <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the engineer should work long hours to uh, to serve wow. this machine wow <laughs> we are more like dispensable yeah yeah, yeah. so compared to so the this machine job, yeah. wow. this job is more for young people yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. we we usually like have a joke like we mm. use our lever mm. and to To, uh, yeah. to change for the success of the TSMC. Wow. Uh, 100,000 100, young people, mm. 100,000 liver. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure in some cases, you know, personal sacrifice and working these long hours, you know, does produce some positive results. The counter argument is often pointed to countries like Germany, a country mm -hmm. which is famous for their productivity. Mm -hmm. And in the modern era, they have more holiday days than almost any other country in the world. Mm -hmm. um, their people take lots of time off. They have great benefits when it comes to having a child, paid time off, medical. The people are very well supported. And the counter argument is if you invest in your people and create a positive work environment where people are happy to be there and they're not overworked, that they actually will produce more at the end of the day. Um, I, I don't have any answers as to which way is better. But that answer is is why we love Western culture. <laughs> <laughs> so something positive. Yeah. Yeah. Get, right? yeah, yeah. We, mm. we like this kind of thinking. You should invest us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, beyond productivity, some things are more important. You know, mm. life quality. What, what could be more important than that? What's the point of everything we're doing if not to live a good life? And so I think coming at it from this perspective is uh certainly the workers would enjoy it more right <laughs> yeah yeah mm. Mm. what was the other news item oh another one is about uh, because at the end of this year we will have the mayor's election and uh recently yeah one of our candidates uh he has the plagiarism scandal mm, mm, mm. and then recently he gave up the election oh really he uh, withdrew so He plagiarized in college. Is that the allegation? I think PhD. PhD, in his yeah. PhD program. Uh, and, and what did he do? He he got answers to a test, or he copied content for a paper. Yeah, he. They said the essays is highly uh, copied from other essays. Uh, uh, by 
himself as as he uh, copied himself. He copied himself. Yeah, that's the problem. That's some controversial part. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I think some controversial parts. Uh, we we don't know the very detail. Yeah, but the 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 result is that he quit. Hmm. Uh, yeah. How about America? Does America have this kind of uh, plagiarism scandal? Yeah, we do. We haven't had big plagiarism scandals for individuals that I can think of. Our big education scandal was an admissions scandal. So admissions is the process where they choose who can enter the university, oh. and a lot of famous people in Hollywood got in trouble for paying money oh. to get their children into schools. It's called pay to play, which oh. exists in a lot of industries. So we had a scandal about that. Cheating is a huge issue in universities, and now recently students are beginning to use artificial intelligence oh, to yeah. write、Whoa. new papers for them. Yeah, this is a new problem. So、uh, as technology advances. Institutions are always trying to stay one step ahead to keep up with cheating and plagiarism and this kind of thing. It's always been an issue in education, but we haven't had any scandals that I can think of in particular with、uh, celebrities. So this is something new for me. I think plagiarism is a relatively high ratio problem in、mm -hmm. Taiwan. Many people like they will do this kind of cheating. There's a Quite high ratio, and、uh, recently the elections they love this kind of topic. Oh yeah! So they start to you know review every elections. <laughs> oh my god! Can you <laughs> every candidates the <laughs> the essay and say、wow. oh how much is matched the others people's、yes. essay、wow. or something? Yeah. I mean, I know in American universities、uh. there's a database. Oh. That teachers put their students' papers into,、mm. and that way, if a student's paper were to be reused. Then it will show up in this database, and they can get in trouble for plagiarism.、Oh. So there are technological solutions being put in place to try to limit this kind of thing.、Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a crazy world we live in, where if you ever become a political figure, they can go back on your your Facebook page and your papers from college and find anything you've ever done that crossed the line and bring it back. Man. There's no room to grow or to change. <laughs> or,、uh, I don't know the details about this person, but yeah, it sounds rough. Yeah, exactly.、Mm. Uh, Taiwanese people also love politics. Oh, really? Yeah.、Oh. Yeah, we are quite fascinated to it. Really? So, so think,、oh. if you if you come to Taiwan in the election seasons,、mm -hmm. you will see the elections last. Standing on the car and then go to every street and say, "Please vote me, please vote." Really? Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite. I think it's quite good, but quite、oh. noisy. <laughs>、oh. They have something similar here in Japan, where the trucks drive around with the loudspeakers, <laughs> yeah, 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 repeating yeah. the political slogans.、Oh. I want this banned and canceled. Ta Taiwan, Taiwan is like ten times. Really, <laughs> ten <laughs> times. Oh, I think it's obnoxious. <laughs> it's like noise pollution. Yeah, you know? yeah. at least with America. I mean, when it comes to the American election,、yeah. it is everywhere. But you can turn off your television. They're not driving through your neighborhood with loudspeakers screaming into your home. You know, this day is too big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if it was smaller, they would do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They would totally do it.、But、yeah, I'm so thankful we don't have this in the United States. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and also when the election day come. It become I think recently like recent ten ten years、mm. it become a cool things like young people will go vote and then post on their Instagram and、mm. say I vote today I'm、mm. a civic oh、uh, what's that my civic duty civic duty I civic did my duty. civic duty yeah, yeah like、oh. a cool things and also people will go for volunteer to、uh, supervise 
the process. Oh. Mm. Well, that, that's a positive side to politics in Taiwan is that people sound very involved. Yes. You know, it's a big issue we have in the U.S. is that a lot of people, especially young people, don't vote. Mm. Hey, I thought people is really involved. People, it's, people are becoming more political in, these days in the U.S. It's becoming um, more common. But still, I mean, the percentage of uh, eligible voters who vote in the U.S., something like half. Mm. Half the people don't even vote. They're just not interested in politics and don't get involved. And I think there, there's positive aspects to being involved in politics, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a big difference between Taiwan and the U.S. Yeah, and also uh, because when we uh, ask some foreign foreigner friends, mm. yeah. like how, how much do you know about your uh, politics situation? I think many young people, especially maybe Japanese, mm. they will say, I know nothing. Yeah, I don't vote. Mm. Tomorrow uh-huh. will be election day, but I, I will go for travel, I, I will not vote. Mm-hmm. But uh, for Taiwanese, maybe we will uh, like fly back yeah, really? from yeah. other country because we don't have the embassy here. Uh, yeah, in other countries, so we always need to fly back Taiwan mm. and vote. Wow, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why are people so involved and so interested in politics in Taiwan, China? I- <laughs> China. China. Uh, yeah, I, and uh, another thing mm. is that maybe 10 years ago, we have a uh, protest about our government mm. because our, at that time, our government is really pro-China and mm. we have concern about that. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a kind of like the protest yeah. called oh. uh, the Taiyanghua Yundong. Sunflower movement. Movement, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And at, at that time, yeah. the Congress. Mm. Uh, Maybe for few months. Three months. And then we find out that the public movement actually can influence our government decision. Ah. So, yeah, at that time, we start to think, yeah, maybe our public opinion can make it come. So mm-hmm. we start to be more wow. activate, uh-huh. I think. That's really positive development. That uh. People are involved and they feel empowered and that they can have influence on their country. I think in the U.S., a lot of people have the opposite feeling that my vote doesn't matter, um, that this entire political system is corrupt, that all of our politicians are bought and paid for by the corporations. And so I'm just not even going to get involved. Mm. I think a lot of young people in the United States are very pessimistic about politics in their own country. They don't feel like they have this power to make a change and make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest reason why a lot of people, young people in particular, are not involved in politics in the United Mm -hmm. States. Just general pessimism towards the entire process. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because whether you vote for a Democrat or a Republican, which are the two major parties that dominate the United States, uh, it's the same corporations who are (laughs) contributing to both of their campaign funds. So you can choose bad option A or bad option B. I think that's the feeling that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's interesting to contrast, you know, the yeah. difference of opinion, young people in each of our countries. Yeah, I think maybe only one generation, more younger people, mm. they, they also feel like, oh, I, I don't care mm. about politics. Mm-hmm. So maybe only this generation. Yeah, because actually Taiwan's democracy is only 30 years. Mm. So we don't have much experience. So always mm. want to like... Explore. Explore. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I think that bodes well for Taiwan's history, for Taiwan's future, the fact that people are interested and involved, mm. that you would actually fly all the way home to, to make sure you don't miss the elections. I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> also for the food. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I think the, yeah. But 2020 is a uh, big year mm. because the uh, president election. Mm. So 
many people, at least in our company, maybe like 99% of Taiwanese fly back. Wow. Yeah, yeah to yeah, vote, yeah. just to vote, to vote wow. our yeah, president. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's many Taiwanese people living abroad? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I heard in Japan around 60,000. Really? 60, oh. Why do so many Taiwanese people live abroad? Mm, why? I think uh, it's not a very high ratio, but uh, uh, people just chasing their happy life, maybe. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, as you said, it's not the, the most diverse economy, so maybe yeah. people looking for other opportunities abroad. Mm. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we call Taiwan sometimes as the ghost island. Oh, ghost island. Because like... Uh, low salary, yeah. higher house price, and... Uh, uh, Yeah. crowded and pollution oh. polluted mm. environment maybe uh -huh. uh, yeah, 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 yeah really yeah and high working time right yeah right. Mm. Uh. so many young people will go to like australia mm. yeah, for working holiday mm. and because you can do a relatively uh easy job mm. and relatively high payment interesting so it's mm. a yeah it's a huh. cool phenomenon <laughs> and was that part of the reason why you chose to work abroad I think we, we we choose to work abroad because we want to go abroad. We, we, we are not thinking that the abroad life will be easier, mm. but just like we want to know other cultures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also Taiwan's environment is stressful also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if this kind of action can improve the environment, mm -hmm. also welcome. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. But you plan to return to Taiwan at some point? Yeah, maybe. Yes, yeah. yes. Eventually, mm, I think eventually. we'll go back. Mm. Yeah. For the food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> All right. Well, now I want to uh, begin a segment called Lao Bai Xing. Yes. And what it is, is I am interviewing uh, random Americans, people that I know, about Taiwan. Uh, finding out what they know, what their image of Taiwan is, asking them some questions, and just seeing what the average person in the United States knows and thinks about Taiwan. So I'm going to read here some answers to an interview I conducted, and I want to get your guys' uh, response okay. to some of these cool. questions, okay? <laughs> okay, sure. It's coming okay. straight from the person, so you know, please don't, don't ever take any offense. It's just what the random average person thinks. Okay. Um, so this, this uh, interview subject is a 66-year-old female living in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Do you know where Albuquerque, New Mexico is? No, sorry. No, sorry. It's okay. It's which part of America? So it's in the southwest. Oh. It's a very, it's a desert-like area. And as you would guess, New Mexico is on the border with Mexico. Yes. Mm. So in the southwest. Um, yeah, so it's it's a pretty good-sized town. It's like medium-sized American city. Mm. Not too big, not too small. You guys would love it. It's very beautiful. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, my first question was, what is your image of Taiwan? She said, I have the impression that Taiwan is more independent-minded and has more freedom than people in mainland China. We will be happy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Who, who, who is the female? <laughs> so th this is my mother. <laughs> Thank her. Well, I, I will. And, you know, she, she does, she, as she said, she didn't necessarily know a lot about Taiwan, but she just mm. had some general images. So, mm. yeah, I, I mean, certainly positive. Um, and I, I said, well, what do you know specifically about Taiwan? And she said, not much. I know that it's an island, I think, she said. <laughs> uh, she said, China dominates it and claims that it's part of China, 
but Taiwan would like not to be part of China. So this is what what's her, her perception. I know that it's been in the news lately. I heard that Biden made a comment because people are concerned that China might invade Taiwan. And Biden promised that the U.S. would defend Taiwan's independence, even though apparently the U.S. respects the one China policy that claims that it's part of it, but also supports Taiwanese independence. So I don't really understand how both of these things can be true, she said. So already I'm pretty impressed. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. some, you know, more than I expected. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your, what do you think of this? This perception, is, is she correct? Uh, that the U.S. both respects the one China policy and supports Taiwanese independence? Before that, I want to thank her oh, oh, yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> She'll appreciate that. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's going to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think uh, opinion is really about... the. I'm not sure if America really changed their policy or not, but for before, their policy is more like they keep the ambiguity between... China and Taiwan. Mm -hmm. They don't want to really say something, make things clear. So they're just being ambiguous in their foreign policy to prevent issues with China, basically. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. They they play the word word game. Mm -hmm. Like uh, China China claim that this is one China principle. United States use the one China policy, mm -hmm. and they say uh, we acknowledge the one China principle mm, but mm. they don't say we admit it mm. or they don't say we like uh, accept or support yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. acknowledge yeah yeah okay. because original you know kmt government mm. uh, evacuate from china mainland to taiwan mm -hmm. but in the uh, united nations still kmt they send the people to there and they say mm. we are china we are true china american led prc government tag the china uh represent power mm. and uh, taiwan is like a get rid of uh un's and a lot of years uh united states have three three guarantee i forget some mm. guarantees to taiwan mm. and they say that we will not force taiwan to negotiate with china mm. we don't force you and also uh, we will support the weapons Mm. and the defense power mm -hmm. uh, if China want to change the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think they have this uh, ambiguity to let them do the business with China, but don't let Taiwanese people down too much. Ah. <laughs> mm. well, my mother will appreciate that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that makes sense. She won't be surprised. Oh, mm. yeah. Okay, so my next question is, uh, do you know what Taiwan's system of government is? Her answer was no. Oh, no idea. So mm -hmm. I think Taiwan is often discussed as being one of the best democracies in Asia. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, she, she had no idea. She didn't know if, what the government system was. Oh. You know? mm. So I, I was already surprised she knew as much as she did. So that, yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. so bad. <laughs> and I said, do you, do you know anything about Taiwanese history? Uh, she said, I have the impression that Taiwan and Hong Kong have a lot of similarities. No, I don't know much about history. History is not one of my interests, she said. <laughs> mm. So she's not that into history. But uh, yeah, she said that I was surprised by that, that she saw a lot of similarities between Hong Kong and Taiwan. Mm. Do you think that's mm. accurate? Yes. Yes, yeah. I think so. What are the similarities? Uh, in that period, uh, because it, it was Qing di dynasty, Qing dynastic period, uh, led, led uh, Taiwan to be... Japan to colonize mm -hmm. and uh, Hong Kong is like uh, UK 
come to colonize. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. the similarity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the difference is that after World War Two and the KMT like evacuate to to Taiwan, mm-hmm. so that's the different part. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hong Kong returned to China right. in nineteen ninety seven. Right. That's a major difference. Hmm. Yeah, major mm. difference. I was surprised she made that connection. I thought that was pretty good. Mm. Uh, so far, I, th- I thought my mom was doing okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I said, do you know anything about the Taiwanese economy or how people make money in Taiwan or what they do for a living? She said, I think maybe entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of entertainment? <laughs> no okay. idea. Well, I can tell you my mom's a huge fan of uh, that uh, K-pop boy band. Oh, really? Uh, you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, uh, BTS. Yeah. yeah. This one. <laughs> I always call them BLT. She gets <laughs> but she's a huge fan of them. BLT is a yeah, they, <laughs> Bacon, lettuce, tomato yeah, sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she loves this band. So maybe she was just imagining another... You know, Asian country, yeah, maybe entertain. Maybe you guys have good boy bands. Who knows? We don't. You don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> but thanks to Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now people are like more attractive to Asia culture. Yeah. Or Asia looking. Yeah. Mm. Become more attractive. Yeah. The, one of the members of that band was named uh, the, the number one most attractive man in the world by some magazine recently. Whoa. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Korean dramas mm. and boy bands have been a huge improvement in relations with Southeast Asia, you know, Eastern Asia and other countries. A lot of Japanese have started having a more positive perspective of um, Korea thanks to a lot of the dramas that are popular over yeah, here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's interesting how people, you know, uh, culture is the gateway to this kind of thing. You know, yeah. mm. all our movies that we export in the U.S. are what got you interested. And the boy bands being exported to the U.S. are now <laughs> what's getting uh Westerners interested in Asia, so that's you our got, biggest competition. Right, <laughs> you have respect to land. <laughs> you guys need to get on it. You need to get some boy bands. This, oh, is, yeah. this is the way to the American Jack, heart. We count on you. Yeah, yeah, we're counting on you. Don't sound dense. But by the way, um, mm. Korea they have this kind of culture policy. Mm. I think ten years ago. Oh, really? It's yeah, a policy. Yeah. It's a policy. They uh, originally they they going down in the. Asia financial crisis mm. and uh, I think the government almost broken almost I forget mm. and uh, after that they start thinking that how do we plan our future one of it is culture I think the working environment also very tough mm. but they they train this uh, artist mm. and very tough mm. and uh, there's a system yeah. like to develop this talent yeah only the top of the top can go into the boy band wow. they will train at a very young age maybe mm. I don't know 16 or 14 wow yeah and, and start to dancing and so it's a state sponsored yes. program yes yes oh my god possible, possible. That's, yeah, I think so yeah uh, that's fascinating because uh, in the US generally music is an organic thing you know uh, just some, a lot of our most famous bands are just some guys who are playing in a garage together. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm. But these are state-sponsored, developed mm. talent, which and doesn't surprise me because they're very talented. Their mm. their English is incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah most yeah. of them can sing and dance. I mean, they they can do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Because they are they are very very competitive environment. Wow. Yeah, and only the top of the top, all aspects need to be mm. the best, mm-hmm. like mm. language and singing and wow. dancing. Yeah, this yeah. is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next question I asked mm-hmm. her is, um, so she knew about Biden's declaration that in the event of an invasion, the United States would support Taiwan. So she already knew that. So I asked her, why do you think 
the U.S. is willing to go to war with China over Taiwan. Uh, she said, uh, I don't really know. She said, I mean, it must have some strategic importance to the U.S. because the U.S. doesn't do anything for any other place in the world that isn't in its own interest. But I don't know what that reason is because I don't know the history. Mm. Uh, so uh, this also, I thought, was, was very interesting. Even though she doesn't know the specifics of Taiwan, she could kind of guess uh, if the U.S. is supporting this country, there must be in it something in it for us, mm. right? Uh, which I thought was... I yeah. think she's observed so well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think she knows... Uh, United States government so well. Yeah, I, think, I think so too. I think I, I was also pretty impressed by that. Um, yeah. So, uh, can you answer? Can you explain to my mom why it is? What is the reason? What is in the U.S.'s interest in supporting Taiwan? I think the there are two reasons. Uh, the first one is geopolitics. Geo, geopolitics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that starts after after the. KMT uh, evacuate to, to Taiwan. Mm. They have they maintain this kind of first first island chain mm. to like block China. Mm. Yeah, so Taiwan is in this chain. So mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. geopolitic. Mm. And uh, the the other interest is that the the chips, mm. of course, uh, because Taiwan supports uh, provide I forget the ratio. Maybe ninety like, percent of the the high tech uh, high advanced. Mm. Uh, chips, chips. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah to, to all over the world. Uh, so I think I remember Elon Musk say that if uh, Taiwan be taken or is there a war between Taiwan and China, the world economic will like uh, decrease thirty percent. Wow. Yeah, and uh, I think that's that's why people want to ensure this region have peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, my, my mother knew nothing about semiconductors or what they were mm-hmm. or their importance to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be educational for her as well. She'll be, she'll be learning. But again, it was interesting. Even though she didn't know exactly why, she had a suspicion that there must be some reason. Mm. Um, so the last thing I asked her is I said, if you could send one message to the Taiwanese people, what would you like to say? And she said, live long and prosper. I mean, I hope that people all over the world are able to create a more egalitarian society wherever they are. It seems like everywhere in the world, there are people who understand what freedom is and strive for it. And I hope that those impulses come to fruition. I wish for a good life and a good society for the Taiwanese people. So there wow. you have it. Wow. My, my mother's message to you, you guys. Thanks her. S- so Thanks good. Her. So <laughs> I haven't touched. But, thank but you. Live, live long and keep... Live long and prosper. That is prosper. the... Right? Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> this is from Star Trek. Star Trek, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should we, also watch it? Uh, yeah, uh, well, in my house, it was on all the time. My, oh, my wow. father and I grew up watching all the episodes Whoa. together. So, wow. yeah. yeah, this is also pretty common... In the U.S., so yeah, live long and prosper, people of Taiwan. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh, great! Uh, anything else that you guys wanted to cover, or have you gotten a chance? Oh, I almost forgot. The challenge. Yes, or? the challenge. Yes. <laughs> so I yes. put my out of appreciation. By the way, I want to say how impressive it is and wonderful that you can do an entire podcast in English. This is something sometimes I think we take for granted, which is that people from all over the world are learning English. So they can communicate with people in other countries, uh, whereas oftentimes in the U.S. we don't, we only speak English mm. in many places. So out of appreciation, I wanted to challenge myself to learn a little bit of Mandarin, uh, so that uh, to to show my appreciation for all the effort you've put into your English Bravo. studies. Now, Thank you. I had a horrible time with it. <laughs> Mandarin is incredibly difficult. I discovered. Mm. I have no ear for it. Uh, my pronunciation is terrible, but. I had a lot of fun learning it. 
Uh, let's see, today is the 16th. So, so far I've been studying Mandarin for 16 days, 30 minutes a day. And man, I've made so little progress, but I, I did my best and I'm going to, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to try my best to, to show you what I've learned. And hopefully you guys can teach me a few things. Mm -hmm. Now, the course I used is called Pimsleur Course. And this is a method that is audio. And of course, it's geared towards mainland China because that most people who are learning Mandarin would be going to mainland China. So there are some phrases I learned that are probably different from what you use in Taiwan. So I'm hoping maybe you can correct me or teach me if the way that I say something is not the same way you guys would do it in Taiwan. So uh, please be patient with me. Sure. Of course. <laughs> okay. So um, first of all, are there any phrases you guys want to teach me? Something I can learn about um, how to say hello in Taiwan, for example. We can teach you about how to usually how we greeting to okay. others. So we usually say, "Ni zi bao le mei." Ni zi bao le mei. Oh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you eat your lunch yet, or have you eat your dinner yet? It's okay. We say, yeah. Usually we, because for us, like eating the food is really important in mm. our culture. Mm. But we really care about other people. Interesting. Yeah, we care about people's stomach. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. You want to make sure they've been fed. Yeah. yeah. My mother's studying uh, yeah. Korean, mm -hmm. and she said it's actually the same thing in Korean. You greet people oh. by asking them, "Oh, have you eaten? Have you had your rice yet?" Yes. Um, so interesting, because what I learned, of course, in the in the, in the course is you know ni hao. Oh. So that's general greeting, but ni zu bao le mei. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know at the end of the phrase you use ma. For yes or no question, yes, right? Yes. Is may similar or what does may itself mean? May oh. may is like a, a negative. Yeah. Negative. Negative. But uh, uh, it means mm. haven't you? Ah, yeah. okay, okay. Haven't you done such and such? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. this case is so ni is you, zu bao. What's zu bao? Zu is eat. Okay. Mm. Bao is means fool. Le means uh have already okay and may means uh yes, haven't, haven't. Uh -huh. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay great i just want to understand all the pieces <laughs> <laughs> and then what about um saying goodbye how do you say goodbye in taiwan <laughs> oh great i learned that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's the same <laughs> and then also I learned the name of the language Mandarin on mainland China. They call it uh, Potonghua, mm -hmm. right? And how how do you refer to Mandarin in in uh, Taiwan? Uh, in in the uh, inside the Taiwan, we call it Guoyu. Uh, Guoyu, yes. Guoyu means a uh, national language. National language, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but Potonghua uh, also can work. Mm -hmm. So it's it's okay to it's to, okay it's oh, okay. Oh, okay and also we also call it Beijinghua, Beijinghua. Yeah, yeah. The, okay. the language from Beijing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So which one would be best? Which one should I use? Guoyu. 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 Uh, or just say Chinese. Chinese. Oh. Zhongwen. Oh, I speak oh. Chinese. Yeah. And then, of course, in my in my language course, we learn to ask people if they're Chinese. Um, how do you how do you say uh, Taiwanese? 你是台湾人吗? Taiwan Ren Ren Ma oh. Taiwan. Are you Taiwanese? Ren. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. 
So Taiwan, Ren. Oh, Ren is people. people. Uh, I, I learned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's, it's actually Taiwan in Taiwanese. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes, okay, yes, okay. Yes, Good yes, to yes. know. That's oh. easy. <laughs> at least I know that much. Okay, great. Let's give it a try. All right. Okay. So I no longer say ni hao. From now on, I say ni zu ba le mei. Dui bu qi, jian guang. Ni hui shua yin guang ma. Nice. And then you have to answer me back in Mandarin. Ni hui shua, ni hui shua yin guang ma. Hui jian. Hui jian. Hui jian. Wo hui shua yi diar. Dong hua. Wo hui shua yi diar guo yu. Hmm. That's all I know. <laughs> That's the end of it. Oh my god, Thank so you. impressive. Bravo, bravo. It, it took it took 16 days for this much. <laughs> and it was a hard 16 days, let me tell you. Uh so I, I like to work out yes. and study at the same time with the audio. So I was in a Japanese gym as a foreigner <laughs> speaking Chinese. Every, I was getting some interesting looks from people. So I'm I'm going to continue to try to uh, improve my Mandarin and uh, to learn some more phrases from uh, Taiwan. So, 再见. 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 <laughs>